0: Hello and welcome to the Marcos Podcast. Recently, I was listening to a podcast episode from one of my favorite guys, Jason Gaddis from the Relationship School. And you want to check out that podcast? You know, they dive into the things he dives into the things like you and I do here. And I was listening to an episode that he did with Resmaa Menakin. And I was blown away by it. Honestly, it was just like so incredible. I was moved like on a body level by the words of Resma. And Jason did such a great job of interviewing. I first heard about Resma's work when I had the pleasure of being led and taught by Kelly Germain and Kelly Elizabeth in a program called Energetic Justice, and it was called Orientation, and they offer that. I the, the link's in the show notes. It was incredible. And just deepening my understanding of how to be part of and understand and support BIPOC-led movements for justice, and I dove immediately after listening to the podcast with Jason into Rasmus' book, My Grandmother's Hands, and I reached out to him and asked if he would be so kind as to come on the podcast and just channel that fire like honestly i can't say enough about this podcast for 90 minutes i was moved you just can't listen to resma and your body not shift just due to the truth that is being shared and a perspective that i had explored and begun to understand on a deeper level due to the excellent facilitation of the program orientation with Uh, Kelly Elizabeth and Kelly Germain. And this, just being able to be in his presence and just feel the passion and the truth and like the resonance for me, it's incredible. So I can't say enough about the need to listen to this whole podcast episode and just explore what it brings up for you. I just want to continue to be part of these conversations because they matter so much. This is how we create a world and communities that are about curiosity and exploration and reparation and reverence. And that is the world I want to be part of. So I am part of it, and I am creating it with you and with Resma. I wanted to take a quick break in this episode to talk to you about the greatest struggle that people have in dating, and that is asking the right questions. And not just the right questions, but asking hard questions. Questions that determine if someone wants what you want, what you are, what your relationship status is, that that deepen vulnerability and intimacy. And ultimately, asking the right questions allows you to get to know someone on a deeper level, gets to know their values, get to know whether they're a good fit for you. Now, I recognize that when I get feedback on asking questions, people say that's too hard to ask or it's too soon to ask that or whatever the excuse or thought, or feeling, or fear might be. And so I thought, shit, let me ask the hard questions. And that's why I created Create the Love Cards. Create the Love Cards is created with such intention for you to deepen your conversations on dating. And because of that, the deck, when you open it up, it fits two smartphones. So you can put your phone inside the box as you take the cards out so you can both be present. Now, if someone doesn't want to play, I'm like, swipe left, that's a red flag. Like who doesn't want to play a game? Second, I've got it in four sections. So we've got foreplay, diving deeper, too much information, because would it be a deck from me if it didn't have TMI, and building chemistry. So there's four sections for you to explore the landscapes of one another and see if you're a good fit. If you want to have deeper conversations, if you want to take this deck of cards on your dates or on your date night, or you think this would be a good gift for a couple, then go to createthelove.com slash cards. I put them at a really accessible price of 30 bucks, and I can't wait for you to check them out. They've received rave reviews. People are loving them. I have actually one friend who took them out on its second date with someone that she was hitting it off with. And after she got the answers to the questions that the deck provided, she realized that this person was not a good fit. And swiped left. And now is in a relationship with someone she loves so that's what dating is about is it's about filtering and also my intention is to support you along that journey to not just finding the person that you want but if you're with them asking the questions that help create and deepen intimacy so go to create slash cards and grab a set now so before we begin let me just first tell you a little bit more about resma he's a healer he's a new york times best-selling author he's a trauma specialist. In his About section, when I love, I'm just going to read it out to you because it's fantastic. Moving from race to culture to creation is important, transformative, and takes work, and a lot of reps. I help people, communities, and organizations find strength in healing that is holistic and resilient. Together, let's set a course for healing historical and racialized trauma carried in the body and the soul. I'm a healer. I help people rise through the suffering's edge. I'm a cultural trauma navigator. I am a communal provocateur and coach. I consider it my job in this moment to make the invisible visible. Let's do that. Without further ado, here's Resmaa Menachem. Well, I want to start by saying I was introduced to your work through uh, the Kellys, and I did the orientation. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like I found I was the only uh, I was one of two men in the group, uh, and the only straight man. Okay. Um, okay. And and I, and I what was noticed upon that was the the lack of mm. white straight males, but I I want to say even men within the mm. group.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when I first started to be exposed to your work, I was sort of, you know, at the, I'd say like just beyond the gateway, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not going to give myself too much credit there. (laughs) You put an experience of my, like my body needed to hear what Mm. you had to say. Mm. And then hearing you speak on Jason Gaddis's podcast, I just felt this, like I have to get your straight talk and soul fire to my audience. I said to get it cuz I love the truth even though mm. the truth is not always comfortable I love it cuz it frees me mm. and I I can't say enough just about mm. being able to hear your voice and and yeah, to have brother. this honor
1: so thank you Thank you brother. brother thank you I um I I mean this is this is this is right now this is all I can do man is to is to try and kind of bring something to the um to the work that is not just okay, why don't you just do this three times and you'll be not racist? Or why don't you do this and go to a, you know what I mean? I just, I didn't see too much. I didn't, I didn't experience too much. And my people have experienced too much for me. You know, I was talking, so I'm writing my next book right now. Hmm. And I was talking with my uh, with my agent today and I told him, I said, man, when I die, when we die, I want I want the work that we've done. I want uh, a generation from now. To me, this is this work for me is a is about nine generations long, and I want a generation from now, some white boy or some uh, 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 black girl or indigenous uh, girl going into a, a library and just you know, just moving around, had to, got to get this paper done on race or whatever. And coming upon my book or coming upon our books and go, I feel better. Mm. I feel better. This makes me feel better. I'm all right. I'm not crazy. I'm not defective. I got to do something. Somebody already said it. Okay. That's the whole reason why I'm writing right now. That's the whole reason why I'm put. you know, if you look at my stuff out, out here online, I got to so much free stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I give a you lot resources of resources on your site, record, everything, everything. And the reason why I'm doing that is I I just feel like, man, that, you know, the the ancestors have, have provided me and uh, with the ability to take care of my family. My family's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. My fam, my family will, my family will be fine in terms of, in terms of e- in some uh, economics. I still worry about my my twenty year old son getting in the car and driving, and then me not hearing from him for a while and thinking, "Fuck, where's he at? Okay, what's happening? What's going on?" I I still do I still do that with my thirty six year old daughter. Right? I sit there and I go, "Okay, did some motherfucker just like..." hurt them because you know what i mean i was just i just got off the phone earlier today with a sister of mine who's a therapist and she was down in texas driving and she said before the before the thing hit before the the the, the snow hit she was going to try and drive back to maryland she's from texas but she's going to drive and drive back to maryland she's driving there and she says as she's driving there she's she's hadn't she's going in, into some back roads because the snow is getting so bad And this horror and uh, uh, terror started coming over her, like, if I I roll off into one of these ditches in the backwoods of Arkansas, who's going to come get me? What's going to happen? And so she's driving along, man, and then she decides, I'm going to pull off and go to a hotel. So she drives, she's driving along, she gets ready to pull off, she has to go through some other back roads to get to this hotel, and this white boy rides up behind her. This just happened. This white boy rides up behind her and comes in close and is honking the horn and doing all this stuff. So, so, so not only is she dealing with this white boy behind her, but now she's dealing with the historical stuff of what that means. And that's happening real time right there in her body. And our move, our move in our, in our bodies and black bodies is to immediately override that type of stuff in order to survive. Override it, get through it, move, right? And I had to, and when I was talking to her today, I just called her just to check on her. When I was talking to her today, one of the first things I had to do was tell her, Ain't nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You ain't defective. What nothing wrong with you? She said, I felt like I was going to not be here. I felt like I was going to die. And I said, You know why you feel like that? And she said, Yeah, well, no. And I said, Well, one of the reasons why you experienced that is because you came from a people. Who that experience, that vibe, that I'm going to die, that even if I even if nothing ain't happening right now, that something might happen, a lot of times saved our lives.
0: Yeah, that vigil. So that,
1: that shit got passed all the way down. And I said, and ain't nothing wrong with you. When I said that, she started crying. And I say, and you need to keep doing more of that. And you need to wail. You need to cry. You need to drink some bad. You need to get some, some Crown Royal. You need to drink some bad fucking food. You need to watch some Bridgerton. You need to watch whatever the fuck you got to do. Right? It's all right. Do that shit. And I got you. And, 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 and that's the difference for me between mental health and mental healing. Mental healing is it for the black body is a lifelong process of us watching, tuning in to the resource vibe, and helping each other through this brutality of everyday living in this bullshit.
0: I think so many of us as, as white folks don't even like your book, what it did for me in a lot of ways was put into context not just my own somatic experience, my own body response to. Potentially unconscious biases, and also that constriction because I did all that's the it, somatic work it. that you walk us through, right. and I felt like this this relationship to these subtleties that I hadn't. That's it was so beautiful, and I, and even just how it's so, it hijacks you without you even knowing. That's and it. and you talk about microaggressions. That's it, and so. Uh, I think just to give some people some context. So we um Resmond's book is called My Grandmother's Hands, but you have another book that's about uh relational conflict.
1: And yeah, man. And that, that could be that, a whole other That's my beast. That 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 was my first one. That was my uh, rock the boat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think of course that uh is so relevant actually mm-hmm. to the work, because of course our somatic response is so historical within our yeah. relational experience. But what I really appreciate, you—I mean, you speak. It, this is not a book that's about just personal growth, quote unquote. Yes, this right, is about right. this is the the work, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you talk about the vagus nerve and you call it the soul nerve, mm-hmm. and and that to me, I was like, thank you, like bringing that bridge of science to soul. And we've we've made things so scientific that we've forgotten. And so, yeah. can you speak a bit to like what is the premise of the Cultural somatics and then, yeah. and how that vagal nerve. And then I want to dive into because uh, I felt my body shift when you talked about clean pain versus dirty pain. Yeah, and so let's, let's just, let's see where you riff and, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so please.
1: So, the, so, so the soul nerve or the, or the vagal nerve, man, when I, when I was getting some training in this through, uh, through Peter Levine's, uh, somatic experience, one of the first things that happened, man, is see, 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 one of my organized, so I have these organizing rubrics, right? So, so, so there's these different things, kind of rubrics that I start with, that if I don't start with those, what, what ends up happening is that people think I'm saying something other, people think that I'm saying the same things that they've heard other people say. Mm-hmm. So I have to set up the rubric first, right? And the first, one of my first rubrics is that we are energy having a human experience. Right, that's from mm-hmm. one of my mentors, Doctor David Snarsh. and he used to always say that we are energy having a new human experience, and we in and, and, and the idea of getting it right is a is a misnomer. What you have to do is think. So 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 when I'm training therapists, one of the things that therapists say, and, and I have I actually got this from a friend of mine named La- Letitia Anieto, She said that when therapists come in and, and train, one of the things that they want to do is that they want tools, right? They want tools to put in their toolbox. Can, Resma, can you, you know, leticia can you give me some tools so I can put in my toolbox so I can work with black people, so I can work with indigenous people. So and if I got the tools, then I can work with them. And one of the things that she said, and I think is so brilliant, one of the things that she said is she she had her students one time, they were asking her, she said, close your eye. So actually, I'm going to do it with you. Close your eye. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think of a toolbox. Just think of a toolbox. Think of the things that are in a toolbox. You got screwdrivers, you got wrenches, you got hammers, you got tools, things that are in there to fix something. There is a particular, particular tool for a particular thing to fix, right? Now, think of a toy box.
0: Mm.
1: yeah notice that notice that just let just let that be for me. Toy box suggests exploration. I don't know if this is going to work, but I can try it and when it comes to healing, many of us think about it as a toolbox as a as opposed to a toy box and and the vagal nerve for me fits into the toy category. Mm -hmm. How do you play with it long enough to notice the small, subtle discernments that show up in the body as intelligences? How do you condition and temper your body to get your reps in So you can discern between constriction and resource and then notice when the constriction is actually the fuel of constriction is actually turning in to metabolize fuel for your freedom. How do you notice that if you have not learned how to to develop discernment? And what I talk about in terms of somatic abolitionism is discernment around race specifically. Not everything else. Race and the concept of race specifically. How do you begin to work with your body and other bodies so you can begin to discern this and not assume that your cognition will get you all the way across the finish line? That's the piece. The vagal nerve is really about exploration, not fixing a problem with this specific tool. And so part of part of of, one of the things I've been saying to people is that when it comes to the human body, the human body is an antenna. Mm. It is an amplifier and it is a receiver all at the same time. And most of our dials are tuned to white supremacy. Because we've been soaked into it. This tuned into white body supremacy. It's tuned into the white body being the supreme standard by which all bodies, humanity shall be measured structurally and philosophically. It is tuned to that station. And in order to get it tuned to a different station or different frequency or different intelligences, you actually, you must Begin to you must begin to condition and temper your body so your body even knows the difference between the static that is picking up and a real signal. And most of us are not willing to do that, especially white bodies. White bodies are so fucking frozen on that dial that to suggest that there is a beautiful R&B station a little ways down the road when you only used to listening to Garfunkel and Simon or whoever (laughs) the fuck
0: (laughs) you nailed that one that's fucking as good as it gets (laughs)
1: Right. You you got you to gotta tell them there's some, there's some good to me. There's some good James Brown down,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: wild, you know you go go turn some parliament or something on. Right. You can't, man, because it's because it's so and this is one of the reasons why I I'd say to white folks, it's going to take at least nine generations before y'all know collectively before y'all know what the fuck is going on with race. You have you you the 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 the, the nuance And the discernment collectively has not even been broached in the larger white collective. Right. You have individual white people that go, oh, I had some insight. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) You have that. But not not it as a collective uh, cosmology. Right. There is that does not exist, exist for white folks. And that's why I say it's going to take at least nine generations before they know what's going on with this.
0: When so much of our uh, privilege is to turn down the dial to like hear this podcast really. and be like, not nah, me, I got a black friend. That, or I listen to Usher, you know. Well, like, I got a
1: black baby. I used right. to fuck black dudes or whatever it is. You like right. whatever it is. Any way to get me away from those white people? Though I can divorce myself from those white people and then I can feel better about what I'm doing. Like like I had a fr- I had a friend uh, like I I can't tell you how many high school Friends, I done lost since Trump or since, since right because because his that ilk since Trumpism not Trump but Trumpism that ilk made it possible for people to voice that ignorant shit right and so I'd be go okay yep yeah, yeah we cool we got we're done right <laughs> that of, right right so 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 one of the things that I, I think we really um, that that I really am trying to stress is that. You and when it comes to race, white people have to begin to stop looking for the magical Negro. Right? I'm not a guru. I'm not your magical Negro. I'm not your guru. I like I I I, I, I say inappropriate shit sometimes. I, <laughs> I, I I drink Crown, Crown Royal. <laughs> I, I I I get into arguments with my fan. All all of that shit. Don't. I'm not your guru. As a matter of fact, the guruship stuff actually, I believe, sets uh, sets white folks up. It's, it sets white folks up, right? And it also sets white women up to be preyed on. Because one of the things that I'm noticing right now, one of the things that I'm noticing is that this, when it comes to this somatic abolitionist stuff, when it comes to racial stuff, it, it has kind of people it's in the field right now right and what happens is is that when you are trying to when you're trying to usher in something that makes begin to structure things what happens is is that you end up having it so people who really want to do it start to begin to come out and start to begin to be a little more open to it but the other thing that you start to see come out are predators Mm-hmm. And and people and I think the white community see, and white women specifically don't understand that just because somebody is talking a good game about racial stuff or talking a good game about something that does not mean that they are not predators. Mm-hmm. and 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 that's why I've been pushing back really heavy on this guru stuff or or the tr- trying to find the magical Negro or the magical Asian or the magic right that 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 it takes white people away from working with each other
0: from ourselves, yeah, 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 which is you in in the podcast that you did with Jason, and you in your book, you speak to you have this beautiful way of articulating that. Well, first off, even the recognition that white body violence existed far before it got redirected and right. projected and that's focused right. outwardly, instead of looking at our own shit, like even right. how race was created. Like, that's right. It's mind blowing when you get to the history of this, and I, I don't. I, okay, so let's like first look at that, like how that came from Europe, just to give people just the sample of like how was race created, and then because I think of this. Like we can't be pulled away from ourselves. Like this work of yeah. going back within of saying like, you talk about how unhealed trauma starts to look a lot like personality. Yeah. Can you? Cause that, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. hit. And I shared that with I work with a group of men is like a group of friends. And when I shared that with them, we were all like, Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, please. Yeah.
1: So the way that I talk, this is another rubric, right? Mm-hmm. So trauma, uh, so, so time, Time itself, just the march of time, decontextualizes trauma, right? So if, some, if, you, if me and you, Marco, are, are doing something, and right now, me and you are talking, and somebody comes in over here and puts a gun to my head, and and, and you watch it, right? And you're like, man, what the fuck? And, you, and, and, and dude, this beats me down and hurts me and stuff like that. And then let's say three weeks later, you call me. Right, and we're on a call, and I jump up, and I'm I'm butt ass naked, and I'm acting. Cra- I'm like, hey, right, and I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm acting crazy. And if I if I do that, you go say, oh, 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 man, we got to find. Uh, uh, does somebody know Brad then We got to find a number. I think that shit that happened to him last week, fucked him up. Mm-hmm. We there's context, right? What you're doing is you're putting context to it, yeah. right? Now imagine if you never saw that happen to me, and I got on the call with you butt ass naked, going <laughs> doing that. Right yeah. now the context is different. Yeah. Right there's no there's seemingly no context, so you would go, man, what the fuck is wrong with Resma? Not what happened to Resma, right? Mm-hmm. So so time decontextualizes trauma. Trauma in a person over time can look like personality. Trauma in a family over time can look like family traits. Trauma in a people over time can look like culture. Part of the work that white people have to do that's different than bodies of culture, white people actually literally have to do work around rehumanizing themselves because they gave up part of their humanity to participate in whiteness, right? And so what happened in the Middle Ages and the Dark Ages was a seeding process. That's what I call a seeding process. You don't know what's going to sprout up from that seed, but you know, but when you put the seeds in, you have some indication that something's going to pop up at some point, right? And so... The brutality that elite white bodies perpetrated on uh, on poor white bodies, on the peasant class, on those uh, that those that they were the landlords of, those that 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 um, that they would steal land from, those that they would rape, those that they, all of that stuff that was happening in the dark and Middle Ages, right? That shit happened for a thousand years. <laughs> think about that man that happened with with elite white bodies destroying ripping apart raping and stealing land from less elite white bodies that happened for a thousand years and then 13th and 14th and 15th centuries those same brutalized white bodies started moving out right mm-hmm. and starting and, and as they moved out, None of that trauma for that thousand years ever got dealt with. None of it. No. It never got healed. It never got managed. And it looked like culture.
0: Mm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Then they come face-to-face with somebody that looked like me. They come face-to-face with somebody that looks like an indigenous person. They come face-to-face with somebody who is who, is, who looks different. Whose sense of self is a little bit different. They don't necessarily are ne- not necessarily tied to the structures of capitalism or the structures of. of don't mean that people want roaring. Doesn't mean any of that. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there was a there's a different vibratory way that they saw themselves connected to creation that wasn't necessarily beat out of them the way that it was. During Europe in in, in in Europe, right so all of that so all of that brutality, all of that seeding as that brutality and seeding is taking place and now beginning to look like culture with no reprieve that's the thing about trauma the stuckness of, of trauma is allowed to create roots when there's no reprieve from it mm-hmm. right and so what ended up happening was is that um, as those bodies, began, those brutalized poor bodies, white bodies, began to emerge up out of that, right? When you are brutalized, you don't just learn the victimization pieces. You also learn the perpetrator pieces. It's called the victim-perpetrator underbelly, right? So, so, So what ended up happening was, is that the same thing that was done to them, they began to replicate right? In terms of positioning, understanding how the world works. And so by the time elite white bodies here in America, who had started before America became America, but had started to do steal the land and do all that, by the time they offered poor white folks, the idea of being white, and this came after the, 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 uh, the, the Bacon Rebellion, right? Right after the Bacon Rebellion is when you start to begin to see uh, things in Sconstant Law that didn't talk about merchant class or didn't talk about, you know, the owner class. They started creating laws that said white persons. So at that moment, see, the race question in this country is actually is actually not a race question the way we think about it. It's actually a species question. Hmm. The race question is a species question. It's always been the species question. When they started talking about race, they were saying race of dog, race of cat, blah, blah, blah. And they used that same nomenclature to talk about humans, right? And so the idea of being classified as white is a species question, right? Mm -hmm. Is Resma a monkey? And uh, is Resma less Is a other human That is a species question That's not a race Just pigmentation question That is species And so that's why When you begin to talk about race It never gets very deep Because we keep thinking That we're just talking about you know the bad things that people did. We're actually talking about an underlying, underlying philosophy around who is human and how do you use and, and using the white skin pigmentation as a shorthand for humanness. That's is what the- not.
0: Yeah. Versus
1: not. That's Uh the whole piece. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is white. The white skin was seen. Was was. When you say the white body is the supreme standard by which all bodies humanity shall be measured, that uh, philosophically and, and structurally, that measurement is predicated on pigmentation as shorthand for human. Right. So you have. So you have the white skin and the white body as human and then the black and indigenous the, the, the black body as non-human and the indigenous body as invisible.
0: Mm. So even a hierarchy within the species uh, uh, conversation
1: that's it and that but that's but and so everything else that's away from the white body is a deviance not of not just of pigmentation but a deviance of humanness.
0: And that's where that's that dehumanization the, occurs. That's right. At.
1: That's the that is the rubric. And we don't talk about it in that no. way. We want to talk about it in all of these kind of 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 kind of aesthetic ways. There's a depth, there's a philosophical and structural depth to this thing, right? That so this is why you can have somebody like the president Barack Obama be, and his wife and his children be characterized as monkeys. Right. That's old, old, old kind of uh, philosophical trope within that within that idea. Right. And so what you end up having is wherever you go, the darker somebody gets. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you go to India. I don't care if you go to to, 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 wherever you go in the in the in in the white body supremacy thing. The further you go from white, the more you start to see monkey caricatures, Mm. the more you start to see dehumanization caricatures. Right. The more you start to begin to work with that trope. That's because that is woven into those pieces. And that's what I mean, that the seeding took place in Europe. That seeding of, you mean to tell me when by the time elite white bodies offer poor white bodies the chance to be white, right? Yeah. They said, do you want to be white? And white folks said, you mean that if I'm white, there's a chance that my children may not have to get this shit. They may not they may be able to do Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. fuck, I got the Yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't see myself in in connection with these with these um with these black Africans or connection with these indigenous. I can't I can't fuck with that, right? If I'm white, if I'm not white and I see that they get in the boot like I'm getting the boot, all of a sudden now that's a problem for those that are in power, right? And and the remnants of the, the reckoning of that is what you saw on 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 January 6th, right? When you when they attack the capital, and you see all of this rage and all of this these these, these um, uh, dissonance, right? You have people that are saying America first while they're carrying a while they're carrying a fucking rebel flag, right? They're saying America first while they're talking about Jews will not replace us. They say America right. They do all of this bullshit right they sh- they they're talking about how they respect america but they go into the state capitol and literally shit on the floors i mean i, mean, I didn't know that oh yeah. yeah yeah They shit and piss all in there and then and here all of the all the custodians who are mostly black poor and indigenous and 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 and, and indigenous and mexican people have to go and clean up all of that shit in that poop. Just more of it. You see what I mean? That's so, 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 when I'm talking about the Middle Ages, I'm talking about how the seeding of that brutality took place and how by the time it got here and they started to begin to offer. Right. And this took place all over the world. So 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 here's one of the things I always tell people, especially people who are fucking smart from from Spain or fucking smart from from England. Right. Right. One of the things that they always say, well, that's a problem over there in the United States. We don't have that problem. Listen, there were five. There were five superpowers of the time. Spain, England, France, Portugal and Belgium. Those five superpowers had an agreement of discovery, a doctrine of discovery. You ever heard that? No. Doctrine of discovery is this, this, this agreement that they made that says, if you come upon a land and that land is not inhab- is, is inhabited by savages or uh, uh, people other than white, you need to leave that fucking land alone because they have now discovered that land. It's called the, the, the doctrine of discovery, Right. That organized the whole slave shit. because now what happens is, is, first they showed up on the indigenous people and worked them to death and stole their gold and, 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 and genocided them. Right. But there was an agreement among all of those superpowers around who was human and who was not. These are all of the fight five European superpowers. This is this is one of the reasons why I, would, I, I, had, a, I had a I had a sister from Mexico. When I was doing a speech one, and she blew me away, and I and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna remember that." She said, "Yeah, I remember this." She said, "When did people in now that's what's known as Mexico? When did they start speaking Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> not Spanish, Spainish. And I was like, well, "I never thought about that." She goes, "Yeah, we didn't always speak." Spanish. Those are the people that conquered me. The same way you speak English is because those are the people that conquered... You see what I mean? It yeah. just, it shifts the way you understand this piece. And those five superpowers then then created all of these um, uh, colonies. Right? And, they, and then they brought in religion and brought in you know, Christianity to soften the ground. So, you know, uh, Desmond Tutu said, you know, uh, the uh, people came and they Asked us to pray with them and closed our eyes and handed us the Bible. And when we opened our eyes, we had the Bible, they had the land, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's why I talk about white body supremacy, not just white supremacy, right? Is because there is a seeding, and all of that stuff that I'm talking about, brother, has never gone anywhere.
0: Well, we've never talked about it even in school. I grew up in Canada and, you know, you don't learn about that. You don't learn about everything because we don't even have the capacity to hold the shame of our own history, which I think about, which is, of course, nervous system work. And and your book walks through that tremendously of like broadening your own window of tolerance just to know you even have a fucking, even if you have a window, you got to crack. That's
1: that's That's exactly right.
0: And people are listening to this and they're like, can't hold it it's like hold it like leave this it. on hold it hold right what's well, Ho- the whole gonna happen you're gonna realize it, you were propagandaed into believing right. that you were superior and you don't even realize you think that that's right that's you did a beautiful right. job of articulating that in the way that you talked about diversity and inclusion training. oh shit can yeah. you speak to that because that yeah. gave me some context to be like oh that's how you explain it like people that's don't right. feel like so yeah, can you get yeah. in? So
1: so 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 here here's the thing, man. The the thing about so we use norm and, see if we're gonna actually change this thing, we're gonna actually have to develop culture. We're going to actually have to develop a living, embodied, anti-racist culture and practices. It ain't enough to have fucking epiphanies and go eat kale and talk to people about fucking, you know, how your daddy used to march with Martin Luther King. That shit ain't going to get it. Your racialized resume ain't going to get it. You're going to have to put some working skin into this. You're going to have to do it for the next 30 years, and the next 60 years, and the next 100 years. You're going to have to do it, and white folks going to have to do it with each other. And so... One of the one of the one of the the kind of word nomenclatures that we use and we all nod about is diversity and inclusion. Yeah, let's do it. one of those trainings. You know? Yes, do a diversity and inclusion training. And I'll tell you, in most organizations, when we when black people and indigenous people hear about a diversity and inclusion training, we fucking go, "What day is my vacation? Okay, how many <laughs> how many vacation days do I have?" Right. <laughs> And the the reason why we do that shit, man, is because many times we go into these types of trainings and white people come out of it enlightened and black people come out of it wounded. And it is because white people, we're not speaking the same languages, the same embodied language, the same understanding. So when I'm talking about diversity, I'm saying it in a particular way. So diversity, if you don't ask the question, diverse. From what? If you don't ask that question, diversity is going to mean collard green Tuesday, taco, with Ken Sierra Wednesday. It's going to mean all of this fucking like aesthetic stuff, yeah. right? But if you because because when we talk about diversity, we're saying we're starting with something first, and then we're diversifying from it. We're moving away from it in order to make it more um um open, right? Diversity, right? But if you never ask the question, what are we diversifying from? If you never, right, if you never ask that, then what ends up happening is that diversity becomes, the term diversity becomes useless because no, because it doesn't really hold up to the weight of what race actually is, right? This whole thing around race is a has four and five, literally energetically, has a four to five hundred year old charge to it. So if you can't even start with saying we're diversifying from the idea that the white body is the supreme standard by which all bodies, humanity shall be measured. If you can't start with that, then you're then, then 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 what you're doing is you're trying to gaslight people into thinking that it's just about people being nice to one another. Right. The same thing with inclusion. You start with something first and then you're saying you're trying to include things into that thing that you start with. Same thing. You're trying to include more, more ideas, more representation, more understanding into that idea in order to broaden it so it can be helpful to more people. That's what you're saying. But if you never start with, I'm trying to include more things into the idea and break apart the idea that the white body is the supreme standard, but which all right all about, right? If you don't start with that, then it can mean absolutely anything. And that's why when we come out of those things, a lot of times we end up being wounded because we end up getting asked questions. So what does that mean? And then white people say, well, that's not really what, and that's not, and and, and, and bodies of culture are sitting there going, how dare you even open your mouth to even say anything about race? You don't even have a collective discernment or understanding around how to move through this. But yet you're going to tell me about somebody you read or something or somebody you used to date that used to tell you about or some dude you played basketball with. That's, that's your rubric mm-hmm. for what's happening to me and people that look like me. Listen, think about this for a minute. People that look like me, and look like my mother were raped for 200 years legally. Legally. To create a product that was my children. You can't fucking tell me anything if you are not going through, this is why fucking white allies will drive me up the fucking wall. Don't tell me you're an ally. Who are your people? You tell me you're an ally, first thing I'm going to ask you is, who are your people? Who are the people that you have decided you're going to create and living embodied anti-racist culture with for the next 30 years? If you can't tell me that, don't tell me you're an ally. Because the moment you cut your blonde fucking dreadlocks off and go move out to, to Orange County, nobody ever know you was in the mix. Don't tell me you're an ally. How would I know you're an ally without you telling me? Mm. What is your what's the culture you are cultivating that's that that that's showing me that you have allyship? Not what you're saying, not the workshops, You're not because you read my grandmother's hands, because I'm still dealing with the fact that my mama's 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 was raped legally for 200 years. That my that 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 the men and the women and the children and anybody because rape is about power. Everybody was raped. I'm de- I'm still dealing with with the flow of that down here, and you're gonna tell me about Kendi X's book or my grandmother's hands or that you read white privilege. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Hmm. Literally, how are you ushering in a culture of anti race? Listen, the people at the people at January 6th have culture. They have song. They have cult, co- They have colors. They have creeds. They have understanding. They know who's the enemy, who's not. They have all of that. They know how they're going to bury each other. All of that shit. What you got as a white ally? If you can't answer that, stop telling me that. Mm-hmm. It is wounding. It is hurtful. And it is unhelpful. Do the work. Do do the... This, Mark, I had a dude tell me, Rezv, I love your book. Oh, my God. Your book is amazing. I've learned so much from your book. I got your book on a Friday and I finished it on a Sunday. I stopped it. I said, you didn't get a goddamn thing out of that book. There's nothing you can get out of that book by reading it straight through in two days because the most important part of that book is the practices Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Because in the practices, you learn the discernment. In the practices, you learn, like you said earlier, you learn what's subtle. Damn, I didn't even know my body Mm did. Right? I don't like that. Oh fuck, that's horrible, right? And you work with it, and you hold it, and you don't try and yoga the shit away, or Buddhist the shit away, right? <laughs> White folks can yoga the fuck out of anything, like stuff, 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 stuff that y'all supposed to hold and allow that heat to cook you. Yeah, you own the shit out of you. Can, it's gone. Stop doing that.
0: Wash it down with the green juice,
1: right? <laughs> Wash it down with, the, with green juice and a side of kale. Y'all, will, it will be done. <laughs> Gotta stop. This, so, let me just say this last week. Yeah. This is why white people cannot tolerate, the collective white people cannot tolerate a racial discussion because there has been no practice. Yeah, right? there's no
0: capacity, right? There's
1: no capacity. Yeah. It literally as a collective, there is no capacity. This is why you can see the same thing show up every time when you do these these types of things around race. You see the same patterning. You see either the collapse, right? You see the rage response, right? You see the um the confusion response. You see the I mean you see all of it, but but there's but but it's all of these pieces that show up, as I said, it's because because you have not, because everybody else has been raced, right? You haven't had to. You so so one. I don't. I never say. I don't use the term privilege anymore. White people don't have privilege. White people have advantage, right? right yeah. This is the difference, right? Advantage suggests that. If you are in a white body and you're born in a society that's constructed around the white body being the standard of humanness, that is an advantage before you even learn how to speak.
0: It's innate, yeah.
1: It's innate. It's it's not innate. It's intri- It's 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 it's, innate. it's 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 structural. It's structural, right? Is that the white body is imbued with because the structure is 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 organized around the white body being the standard. The moment that you are born in a white body, you are advantaged differently than a black body or a brown body or an or an indigenous body. White people don't even know how to get to the nuance of that. They haven't had to because they've been standardized.
0: I appreciate that. You don't even that distinguish or the distinction between privilege and advancement because you realize you don't even know about the advancement because that's part of why the system is made. You don't even, you know, you're never going to know about it because you're just going to keep getting
1: advanced. That's right. That's yeah. right. You don't even, when you're advantaged by something, you don't even notice it. You don't even have, because you don't have to, because your sense of self is not, is not in peril. I cannot, I can't, Listen. I cannot move in this world without understanding, without understanding race, without understanding white body supremacy, without understanding white comfort. I cannot move in this world because my very listen. If I'm a black man, and I just like, very simple. If I'm a black man, I decide I'm going to get. I'm going to, to uh, Walgreens to pick up my prescription, and some white lady bumps into me. And I say, what the fuck? You're like, what's going on with you? And she starts screaming at the top of her lung. My life is literally in peril. Hers is not. Yeah. That's advantage. Right. That's right. not you know privilege. That's advantage. And she knows it. Even if she never articulates it, she knows that advantage is there. It is in the water. It is in the air, right? White people don't even have to consider that. That, that that's why whenever we begin to sit down and start to talk about race, they don't have any efficacy with how to work it. And black people and indigenous people sitting there looking like I'm being wounded by this shit. I don't even want to be here with y'all. I really don't want even to be here with you. Because every time I open my mouth and tell you something or try and work, work with you about something, you're going to tell me something that is the exact opposite. Or you're going to send a vibe that pierces me. Mm. Right. So this is why when I do my work, I don't do it with black, with, with black bodies and white bodies and, and bodies of culture in a room. Because I break them apart. I let when I give you when I give an assignment to go, you go do this, work that shit up because you ain't going to blow it through me and you ain't going to blow it through them.
0: Yeah, you use that language blow through. And I, I really liked that because it gave some context even to how the male body and patriarchy blows through women. That's listed, right. Right. So That's fascinating. interesting can you speak to just what that sort of means and yeah.
1: so so the blow damage through that? Mean, yeah blow through blow through is, is so a lot of my work is around energy not not energy like let me stick a crystal <laughs> in your nose and some shit like that right i'm talking about <laughs> so
0: you do stand-up comedy too seriously it's like transformational comedy. I'm experiencing like my soul's being shifted, and I get to laugh, which opens me up. I got it.
1: The laugh is healing, man. Is healing. This mm-hmm. shit is hard enough, man. That's this is the toy box stuff that I'm talking about, right? It, it you know, the shit that this shit is deadly serious, and we have to have spaces where we can begin to work with this, right? And uh, uh, because this shit is hard on us, man. Black folks and indigenous people uh, walk through this shit. And it's hard, man. Every day this shit is hard. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've just, I have decided, you know, within the last year, I'm gonna start laughing a little bit more because I can, I can go for, I, you know, part of my, part of my upbringing and part of the way I've been organized is to motherfucker do something to you or get at you just go rip that, rip that motherfucker's throat out. Just go fuck them. Right. Let's get, let's get it. You want to, you want to fuck with me? Fuck you. Right. And, and I'm trying to learn, I'm, 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 trying, I'm starting to get better at, there are times where you got to do that, but right? yeah. there are times, there are times where you just got right. But then there are times where I don't need to do anything. Right. There's just, just, just let it, just kind of let it land, let it do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you had asked me a question. I totally forgot what it was.
0: About you know, the blowing through the, body. the blowing
1: through, right? So, yeah. so if we're talking about energy, right? We know that 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 when, like, 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 are you married?
0: No, partnered. Okay,
1: but okay. So, 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 female, male.
0: Yeah, Kylie is her name.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, hey, do you? How long y'all been together? Six years now. Okay, how'd you meet? Just a brief Instagram, yo. Instagram, uh, Instagram. yeah. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how'd how you meet in person? Like when'd you meet in person?
0: Uh, she came out to Vancouver to
1: visit. Yeah, she came yeah. out to Vancouver to visit. Do you remember like when you first saw her in person, do you remember like the, the vibe that happened to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember yeah. being like, damn, I did good here. this is-
1: yeah, I did good. It's all right. That's all right. Oh, you know, that's that's it. A- yeah. So 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 that's not a cognitive thing that's happening right there. That right. is the yeah. body, that is the amplifier, that is the receiver, that is the antenna, resonance. right? Yeah. That's the resonance, right? That is another human being that there's something that's it and you picked up early on probably, she has some sense of that with you too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like she, she was like, yeah, I did all right too. You know, I did all right. <laughs> right. 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 Sounds so, like her. Yeah. <laughs> so you so you pick up on that, right? Yeah. That's vibratory. Right. And so, and so the six intelligences are vibratory images and thoughts, dreams and images, meaning, making behavior and urges, affect and feeling and sensations. Those are the sixth intelligence. We only give credit to cognition, to thoughts, right? Sweet. But there's all these other intelligences, right? That we can literally hone to help us discern what's going on, right? So, so when we get into a room with white bodies, when, when bodies of culture get into a room with white bodies, one of the things that happens is, is that we are vibratorily, because of where we come from and how we come in this structure, we are vibratorily picking up on things you don't even know you're giving off. Because our very sense of survival has been, has been predicated on picking up on those pieces, that right? That like, like, that's like, right. We right. have that, like, Is this person volatile? Is this person? That's right. Yeah. And even if, and even if we don't, even if the cognition is that is this person volatile, even if it's like. Right. Even if it's not like, off,
0: right, like yeah, it this.
1: just comes. That's right. The same vibe that you and Kylie did with each other is this, that that's the, also what we get tuned into. Right? right. So when white folks are in that room and they and and we already know that they don't know how to how to work this stuff specifically around race, and they start blow. See, the black body and the indigenous body is where America has always done its dirt. The things that I'm talking about, the setup before race and stuff like that, existed before America even became America. America didn't become America, incorporated till 1776. The shit that I'm starting to talk about is started in the 1600s, right? It was already old before America even decided it was going to be its own thing, right? And before the Constitution, before the preamble, before any right, before you know, fucking Washington chopped down the cherry tree, whatever it is you want, whatever little thing you want to put in there, right? Before any of that stuff. This philosophy, this structure, this relationship was created and the relationship was created not just around law, but around vibes, around images and thoughts, but around meaning. Right. All of that stuff. And so when we're in that room, we already know our bodies is where it has been, where America has positioned, where it does its dirt. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you don't do something or you do do something or you intimate that you've done something or could have done something, that is a blowing through because you haven't examined it. You haven't interrogated it. You haven't looked at it with you and other white bodies for five, 10, 15 years. You haven't done any of that. And so every time you open your mouth or every time you cross your eyes or every time you say something or every time you tisk, or every time you do that, there is a literal blowing through. There is the energetic blowing through. That's why I say we have to be respectful of that, of that energy. We have to be respectful of that charge and we have to let white people begin to cook that shit with themselves first so they can even develop some discernment around what it is rather than my body being the way you play that shit out. Where I deflect
0: that heat, I put All it through, through me. you, yeah, put yeah. it through
1: me, and then you walk out feeling better, and I walk out feeling like if I see your ass in the hall coming down to this next meeting, I'm gonna elbow smash your ass, <laughs> or I'm gonna, right? or I'm a, right, or, I'm a, or I need to stay the fuck away from you, or right, I need, I need to. Because your
0: traumatic experiences that you're not. I don't respect your somatic boundaries because I don't even know how to understand the like where I end and someone else begins. That's right.
1: I don't even know that 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 anything even happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. White, in, what, that's what,
1: so interesting. That's right. that's right. White folks walk out of that, don't even know something happened. And black people are talking with each other. And indigenous people are talking with each other. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't, you know. She was fucked up anyway, so I didn't. You, right, you know what I mean? That—that's that, yeah. the conversation that's happening because y'all are oblivious. You don't even have to. You don't even have to contend with this stuff. And we, so, so let me put it to you like this: You know how I'm talking about how I'm saying the stuff that I have to do and work through, and when I get ready to go and do something, I have to. I have to consider the idea of what what's the racial pieces that might show up in something that that should just be a very benign interaction and all that and, you know how and and i know that the way that i'm talking it's, it's got some heat to it and all that different type of stuff now think about this this is one of the things i say when i do my trainings i say when i'm working with black bodies, i said think about how when you get up in the morning and you have to go do something the things you have to consider before you get to this place how you might have to code switch how you might have to use your white voice in this particular thing how you might have to use this how you might have to use that right now think about all of those things you have to do before you even leave the house now think about the fact that white people don't have to consider any of that yeah think about the freedom that's right not to say that white people that white people don't deal with Gender discrimination don't deal with uh, violence don't deal with right uh, chemical don't right, like identity not all they deal that's with all coming, that yeah. but they ain't got to deal with this.
0: Well, you and think how this. much cognition that takes
1: up? How much space? That's, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. So that's why that that that's what I'm that's what I'm so passionate about. This cannot be something that people just pick up for right now and say, yeah, that was a nice book and, you know, it really helped me and then you don't do shit. You don't you don't say, yeah, and I need to commit to this shit for the rest of my life because I don't want my white children growing up like this. I don't want them having to uncover this. I don't want them having to you know work with this in a way that makes them give up part of their humanity to participate in. I don't want that for my baby. So I am going to do what I need to do to make sure that this white body supremacy shit is abolished. If you ain't talking like that to me, I I can't feel you.
0: Right, like are you participating in groups? Are you having conversations? Are you creating, if I hear what you're saying correctly, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, that are you contributing to the creation of culture that is inclusive of and witnessing the trauma that has been placed upon body, bodies of color,
1: and yeah. also- Bodies of culture. Bodies of culture, bodies bodies of of culture cl- right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. that's interesting, because you mentioned that before too, and I was, so my mom is from Ireland, my dad is historically from other places, in, historically, and then the United States and Canada. And when, I remember being at a talk where I was for sure the minority in the room, and it was great. And one of the, the facilitators said, Do why people even think about culture as being like what your culture is? And my mom's like, you know, from Ireland, so she has a real commitment to her culture, but I never really thought about it. I was like, so I grew up in an inner city school. I had friends who are from all over the world. And one thing that I loved about going to their homes was Mm -hmm. this this warmth and this culture, this Mm -hmm. and and this connection to their homeland cultures. And I felt so much love from being in those spaces. And in a way. I envied it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. so you
0: speak about that of like when you think about w- white culture, it's like what yeah. we don't think about that. We like try to co-opt other people's cultures,
1: right, 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 steal them, really appropriate them. So, so, so that's the aesthetic shit that I'm talking about, right? There, there's an so one of the things I think about appropriation is this: mm-hmm. is that oh, cultural appropriation is secondary to body appropriation. So what I mean by that is that. The white structure has a sense of it that there is nothing about the, the. let let me put it, let me say it this way. For most of our history, Mark, for most of our history, you're in my history, the white body has had full and unfettered access to my body. It is relatively new. That I can be on a call like this with you, talking the way that I'm talking to you and be somewhat sure, somewhat sure that there's not a lynch party upstairs waiting for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is new. That's not old. That's new. For most of our history, the white body has had full access to every thought, every orifice, every idea, every understand everything about me and bodies that look like mine. The white body has had full and unfettered access right that is not just a problem for me that is also a problem for white people because white bodies expect my deference and when they don't get it they get uncomfortable and when they get uncomfortable black people lose lives lose uh access and lose abilities right that's the setup that's not individual that's structural Mm mm-hmm that's structural. So for me, this whole thing around bodies of culture is a reclaiming. It is to say that I, that one of the first manifestations of humanness is culture, and I am not a color. I'm a culture, and so I am reclaiming that. And what have ha- what has happened in a couple of talks I've been to. And this fucks them up. <laughs> but but, but what, what has happened is that I've said that. I say bodies of culture and then I say white body, And inevitably I have some smart white woman come up in there and say, I'm a culture too. I'm I'm part Irish and I'm part this and I'm part that. And you know what I say? I wasn't talking to you. Mm-hmm. Your humanity has never been in question here. So your need to pop up and say that type of shit, speaks to white supremacy and white body supremacy you can't hold the fact that you are not considered in that term (laughs) Mm.
0: like you can't even hold that discomfort you need to be prioritized again
1: you need to you see what i mean that's what i'm saying that's it just that piece suggests the hierarchy when i when 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 all i'm doing is saying i'm affirming your humanity. You cannot tolerate that without saying, well, what about me? We're not. You are not part of that equation. That is not that is not a construct that you need that needs to happen for you. Oh, by the way, I have if you if as you're doing the work, I just came out with a new app. I don't know if you saw that. No, oh, uh, it's your yeah, I, So it's, a, it's called Wiser right uh w y s e r wiser okay and if you go there um if you go there it, it's a it's a companion book uh it's a companion app to the book uh oh fantastic so, yeah just, uh, do you have an apple yeah do you have okay uh, uh, cuz i haven't gotten it i haven't gotten the um gotten it through android yet so uh j- just go to apple and, and w y s e r
0: we'll make sure that we put the link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah, of course. I, 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 when I think about everything that you're sharing, part of what, first off you sharing the 200 years of, and just like unfeathered, uh, access to Mm -hmm. to the body, Mm -hmm. I really felt the, the sort of grief and rage of, of the 200 years that you spoke to, um, And I really appreciate you just sharing so unfiltered because what it does is it, I I feel like when we're not talking about what you said about diversity, right? Like we're starting with something, including we're we're not including something. Something's already there and we're including more. That's right. When we're not actually contextualizing that, that starting point we're not actually touching the truth. Like we're not, right. we're again perpetuating this, we can't talk about, but here right. we are talking about the thing <laughs> that shall not be mentioned.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Exactly right. And, and I feel like that's just more of that dancing around uh, the nervous system response, that what you talk about, that energetic.
1: Right, right.
0: And when I, in hearing your words and the many times I've consumed them and, and then also right now, I feel like the, Sharing of what you're sharing, one is a call to action for all of us, uh, for me too, to to create. How? What kind of culture do I want to live in? You said, like, mm-hmm. you know, what I want in nine generations, a, mm-hmm. a little kid who's mm-hmm. who's uh, able picking up this book and sa- feeling witnessed. That's
1: right, That's exactly. So like,
0: right. am I creating a culture that witnesses my friends of culture?
1: That's it.
0: You know, and mm-hmm. and that acknowledgement of, of
1: and are aspect, you creating a that's right. And are, for you, are you creating a culture that can hold a living, embodied, anti-racist practice and culture? And how do you. So so simple as this. Yeah. Mark, how are you going to get together with other people and how are you going to determine how you bury your dead? How are you going to de- determine how people become elders? How are you going to determine? You see what I mean? Right. Culture shit. Community culture. Like, community culture shit that's, that's predicated on anti-racist practices, embodied anti-racist practices and cultures. Right? That's that that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about getting together and cooking fucking sour, bro. <laughs> sour to bread. I'm not <laughs> so is <doing> fine.
0: <laughs> but getting together and and make yeah. being change.
1: Yes, being that's so 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 I had a I had a white woman really interesting experience I had a white woman who um called me and she 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 called me when when maybe about a year after my book was out she goes right your book is amazing and um and we've got Here's what we're gonna do. Two two things that white people do that kind of irritate the fuck out of me right now. Um, one of them is they assume that because they read my grandmother's hands that they can now turn around and teach. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: it's, it's crazy, man. It is it's oh. crazy. It's, it's it's like it's like how disrespectful. So I've been I've been doing this shit for 35 years, right? I've been on this earth for 55 years. I've been doing this shit, and you read one book. You read my book and you decide you're going to go teach it to other people. That's the first thing that pisses me off. The second thing is that white people... Uh, uh get together and they assume that numbers of people mean success so if they get a hundred people that start something with them they assume that that's success and what i have had and this white woman had it she called me she goes Resma, we're doing all this and we got this and we have we got a hundred people that showed up and they're coming every day and we're cooking and we're talking about this thing and we're doing the practices and we're doing this different type of stuff And i said call me in a year she said, we're committed to this. We're committed to this work. Call me. I said, call me in a year. Right? I'd never expected to hear from her again. She called me a little longer than a year. She called me about, about 14 months in. She called me and she goes, Rasma, do you have time to talk? Because she hit me on Facebook. Do you have time to talk? I said, yeah. So I got on the phone. She said, I said, before you say anything else, how many people y'all down to? Mm-hmm. She said nine. I said, so what did you learn in this process? She goes, I've learned, you had said this before, but I didn't quite understand. I thought we were going to be the exception. Your people are not the people you start with. Your people are the people that you end with. Amen. So your hundred are not your people. Those are just people who show up for whatever reason that they show up to at that particular time. Your, I said, how long y'all nine been together? She said, about six. I think at that time, six or seven weeks, I said, who's ever left in in like three, four, five months, those would be your people. Mm. And she goes, I, ne- I didn't understand what you were saying when you first started saying that. I did not understand. She goes, I kept saying, we're an exception. We're an exception. And she goes, Rasma, this shit is hard. I said, you telling me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you telling me this? You, you sitting up here thinking that because of all of your, all of the white folks that's showing up to this, that, that have cars, that have babysitters, that have all of this you, you, that they really doing something because they coming across town and doing something with you. It's like they, I said, the moment, the next thing jumps up that they want to do, this thing will be something in the rearview mirror because mm-hmm. it's not culture. If you're about that culture, then you're gonna do this for the next thirty years. It's Otherwise, be, yeah. it's performative.
0: It's integrated. It becomes part of your 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 cell. your make. Your structure.
1: very anatomy. It becomes right. a part of the way that your body receives the, the intelligences. The, the way that it, the antenna picks up on certain things. The way that you, the way that you amplify without mm-hmm. saying a word.
0: How you move but through the world. world. Yeah. You
1: move through the world, but that's because you have conditioned and tempered. That's because you've been grinding up against other white bodies or other bodies of culture and, you, and you're and getting it and you understanding it and you're moving. And then all of a sudden, you notice that there's more room and that room is vibrating, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally vibrating. The same way you said with, with, with uh, Kylie it vibrated. Mm hmm. If somebody said, "Well, what are you feeling at this moment?" you'd be like, "I'm just feeling good." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Know, right? it's that people can see it, like like I even see it on your face right now, like just this big cheesy ass fucking grin. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. vibrating. But mm-hmm. we, but, but but people ain't taking the time to do what that to do that work in the context of race.
0: It seems to me imperative for the context of any connection, you know,
1: like I think about like,
0: what do you, I'm curious, what do you think it is that causes a hundred to go to nine or to six or to, you know, like 9% sucks, you know? So like, what do you think it is that, or what can we do? No
1: capacity, no capacity. And, and uh, white people think that it is uh, that there is a, payoff. There's some type of payoff. So. They're going to get something, right? There's a payoff. If I'm if I if I'm nice, then there should be a payoff with this, right? But when you say there ain't no fucking payoff, the payoff is that your children are are better human beings. The payoff is that the, the sickness of white body supremacy doesn't get passed all the way through the rest of your generations. That's the payoff. But you ain't going to be alive to see it. That's the payoff. See, that's a different type of That's legacy. Work. Love, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a legacy work, right? Legacy yes. work is really about okay, I ain't going to see this. And I, I don't have, I really don't have any interest in seeing it, right? What I need to do is do the things that I'm supposed to do now to seed the ground the same way that white folks seeded the ground in Europe, right? They seeded the ground by beating the shit and taking and stealing and raping white folks, poor white people. Right, and they seeded the ground, and then in the 13, 14, 15, 16th uh, century, it germinated into whiteness. Right, we got to be about the, if we are about a different understanding, then we got to we got to be about that business of seeding the ground now. It feels like such a
0: that connection back to the the holistic aspect of everything, you know, mm-hmm. like
1: creation itself. Right, it, it, it is it is create. So I say we have to move from race to culture, to creation, right? It is literally back to creation itself. That's right.
0: And then how can I be fully connected to the planet, the earth, the atmosphere, if I can't be fully connected within my own body, but then even be resonant with yours, you know? Um, Because we're not going to be connected if I don't have the capacity. How you said um, contextualizing trauma was really powerful for me because I think of like, Ah, uh, one of my good friends when I was growing up was from Haiti, and, mm-hmm. and now I, it, when you were talking, I, I, I only ever grew up with him and interacted. You know, we we were best friends, but I never contextualized that, uh, or even like thought of anyone's reactivity being outside when you said like, if you don't see the gun to the head, you're right? But you're saying like. This isn't about three weeks ago or this person's lifetime. It's about generations, your own right. too. And you're not even going right. back going, right. why is it okay to traumatize people? That's right.
1: That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Could you imagine if white people, if, if, if there was a set, let me, let me just say this. Imagine, just think about this, man. Imagine that there were in the United States just a thousand, just a thousand white people that says, you know what? We're going for the next 10 years, we are going to work on dealing with the pain and the brutality that our ancestors received from other white people. We're just going to hold and we're just gonna grind on that. We're gonna and we're gonna see how and what are the roots that come from us not addressing it, but beginning to address it. That we are going to do it through the body, and we're going to like like you just said something. You said something. You said Frank. You had a a uh, friend from Haiti, and this is what I was talking about about the five superpowers, right? That France fucked Haiti. Mm -hmm. Right? But we wanna we don't we wanna act like that that was in the past. This is I call this hip theory. Historical, intergenerational, persistent institutional and your own personal traumas end up combining together, right? Mm -hmm. So when something happens personally, it reverberates historically and reverberates. Uh, Intergenerationally reverberates all the way through, right? Mm -hmm. And so white people have to begin to heal that brutalness and heal that stuff, not just getting together. This is another thing that white folks do. So you say, okay, you say, go do do something and go start doing something and working with just race. And before you know it, three weeks later, every one of them motherfuckers got on Irish kilts. (laughs) <laughs> or they or or they, or they got on some type of or they playing with Russian dolls or some shit, right? It's because, right <laughs> because because now all of a sudden they want to claim culture mm-hmm. and then never and not deal with race, mm-hmm. right? So it's just no, we're just a, we're just the culture. We're just gonna do co- it. No, you got to deal with the brutality of this race shit. Just because you decided you Irish now don't mean that all of the shit that was done in the white name no longer needs to get wiped off the table.
0: Oh, God in right? Ireland alone.
1: The, 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 but see but see that these are all dodges that white folks have got to deal with. They got to deal with this shit and the pain like 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 the brutality of what happened to the Irish people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they came here and became white. So I can't tell Irish people, unless it's St. Paddy's Day, I can't tell them the difference from the average white dude walking on the street. Mm -hmm. You have to give up something in order to participate in whiteness. And white people have done it. Italian people have done it. Russian people. This is why people who just get here, who don't speak good English, get the sense that they are more superior than black people. Mm-hmm. New white immigrants already know before they get here that they are white and Russian, white and Bosnian, white. It, do you see what I mean? Yeah. We the only ones that go. Well, they're Russian, but they're, no, they're both. Yeah, they get they, they the body. The, there is an ethos around the white body itself before any dialect comes out of the mouth there is a there is a there is an ethos around whiteness and the body the white body being the superior
0: yeah you speak to that in the book about walking into a room and how do you feel and like going into that somatic
1: exploration. and i found that
0: really powerful because i never would have thought like you know walking into a room filled with uh bodies of culture and being, and being like, uh, but I felt this subtle, I mean, I grew up around bodies of culture, but I still that's felt this subtle sense it. of constriction. That's it. That's but that's I never, I didn't want to be like, oh, that's constriction, you know, but I was in the safety of your book. So I was that's like, now I'm on a podcast of 400,000 people, but still I'm like, <laughs> which is great. Cause you know, that's I, it. I it, felt it. And I was like, but then the whole, I, I know how to hold shame in, mm-hmm. on some capacity. I can always mm-hmm. expand that. But I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, what's here? Like, mm. when has my energetic shifted when I'm in a like a group of people who are so safe and wonderful and they felt it and then
1: they that's constrict. It. That's it. You know, that's it. That's it. See, see this mm. is this is why I talk about so bad abolitionism, right, is that if you don't start with the body first. You will intellectualize the fuck out of this stuff. You won't, right. even, you won't slow down long enough and pause long enough to even know that there is there there. Right. And, 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 and so for me, that's why the work that I'm doing for me is so I'm so passionate about it. And so and, and feel like it's so important is because the moment you get people to pause right now, they have to contend. And my thing is to get people to contend over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I got to contend over it. My wife tells me something, man. I don't fucking like it. <laughs> <laughs> and if I want to stay with her and I want to grow up, mm. I better start working this shit some type of way. I can't keep doing it this way. Right. It ain't going to work. And if it does work, she'll have to give up something that's important to her. And I still won't get what I think I deserve or want. Right. Right. So, 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 so that's what I'm saying to white folks. that You can't, you can't be going into this stuff around somatic abolitionism because you want to have, you, you want to take care of Resma or take care of your black friend. That's the, you're starting off in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. This ain't about me. Mm -hmm. This ain't got shit to do with me. This got everything to do with you and whether or not you're going to create a culture that can hold what you hold to be true in an embodied sense. Right. Other than that, I don't really want to hear. And and I've gotten much more clear about this recently, bro. I don't want to hear nothing. You got to say. I really don't. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear your opinions about something. Um, if I'm making a mistake about something, it's my mistake. And I get to make that honestly and work with it and, 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 and pay the price for it or whatever it is. But when it comes to race, I have no room for white people trying to tell me anything about it. Ain't nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and, and, and for me, it's really important that, that white folks start to begin to grapple with this shit themselves.
0: I think of that separation, or that's, that 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 example you gave about your wife, and I, whenever my partner gives me feedback, I have a similar response of like, uh, "Fuck that!" And <laughs> I know it's an invitation to my. That's exactly that's it. That's what it. I felt in your work in. Yeah you know hearing you speak is is different than consuming your book because yeah, it is, one it thing is. about your words is that they do what you're saying which is they hit you on a vibrational level that you might mm-hmm. not like but they hit you in a space of truth in your heart in your soul and your soul goes there's actually something here i feel like when i was consuming both sides of that i could feel you inviting me to my edges like yeah and when i felt that subtle shift in my somatic experience I could feel there be like grief and grace, you know, and, and I saw that, that like what I love about your work is you're not saying, Hey, go figure out how you're racist and go do this on an intellectual level. You're saying like, this healing is actually for you because you have stuff that's not dealt with. That's right and you're blowing it through all of us because you're not willing to look at your own stuff and i think about how that is the same thing with how i allow power dynamics to exist based with 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 my partner that's it, that's like, it. don't that's give it. me feedback i'm a man i'm too that's delicate that's you know And so i want to say thank you i i know that your time is yeah. um is is the one thing you can't get back depending on what dimensions we're talking about but um i i'm so grateful for your work and so grateful that you so quickly um made the time to be on the podcast with me and um in any if i can support your work and and you in any way you let me know and um, just keep
1: just keep talking man keep keep pushing it keep talking keep uh keep 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 talking to white folks um keep Pushing man, when you when you're talking with other people and shit pops up, just 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 land it. You know, race. Hey, you know, some some was off here. Some some I, there's a, there's something in race here or something that we got. I, that, that's the way. That yeah. that that's, that's what it, Because people people get so used to us to, to black folks and indigenous folks bringing this stuff up. White men gotta start stepping up with this shit because otherwise you will be the caricature of what was. January 16th, right? Right. You can keep trying to divorce yourself from that and all that different type of stuff, but, but if you don't have a different culture, right, then January 16th becomes that kind of like What's the word? Uh uh shorthand, right? That well oh, that's yeah. that's white men do. Right? Like, like white comfort trumps black liberation. White comfort trumps indigenous sovereignty. White comfort trumps everything. And if you if white people, if white men don't start learning how to be get getting and everybody says, You gotta get to your suffering's edge and you gotta be uncomfortable. You gotta get to be. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everybody said that now, right? <laughs> ain't nobody doing it. Everybody said, <laughs> "Am I lying?" Everybody no, said, "You gotta get uncomfortable now. You gotta, you know, get to your suffrage stage and namaste." You know, all, <laughs> you know <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But we gotta. We we literally, you have to do it in reps. You have to do like, like, like. If I'm gonna get a better jumper, right? I'm I'm gonna have to get get in the gym when ain't nobody watching. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to get in there and i'm gonna have to get some invited reps in and get my muscles to be able to respond in ways that they absolutely cannot no matter how much i think that they should be know how much i read that oh if i do this then my the angle of the shot should go in at a 40 <laughs> right okay. that, nothing is going to nothing is going to help me but to get in there and get the reps in and i think what you can do as a white man is you can begin to say you come on my fucking show we're gonna get some reps in. I'm gonna get some reps right. in with you. You're gonna get some reps in with me. And I'm gonna work and we're gonna work this. That's it.
0: Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm uh for all the people listening. Uh let's let's tell them where to find more of you and and all that.
1: Yeah. So it was first thing is if they go to Linktree, so uh L-I-N-K-T-R dot E slash resma. Then get all my stuff there. They can go to resma.com. R E S M A A, and they can get a free, uh, if they get the book and start reading the book. Another thing that pisses me off is that people get, either do the workshop and they don't read the book and feel like they, like they got it or they, right. So read the book and do the practices and, uh, do the, the, the e-course and the, the, the app. Um, and then, um, if they go to those two places, they should be able to see it and go, to, go get the book. You can, Get the book from the website. Oh, and, and for those, do you have uh, people that listen to you from um, England or New Zealand? Oh, or yeah, Australia? everywhere. So, the, the Monday, the book gets released in the UK.
0: Oh, this coming Monday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I'll Monday. make sure yeah. that this, as people are listening yeah. to this, it is Monday. Yeah. So you pick up that damn book.
1: That's it. It's, it. And I wrote a different, I wrote a different um, forward to it to include the stuff about England. Right. So, uh, so yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's, 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 Oh, that'll be powerful.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. thank you so much. Thank I'm you, so man. so appreciative of your time and your energy and uh, look yeah. forward to seeing your new book, which is yeah. what's that going to be on?
1: So that's going to be, that's going to be called our grandchildren's souls. So it's basically doing the, About... taking the legacy. Yeah. Oh, of, the legacy, legacy work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. I look forward to hopefully having you back on to
1: discuss that. We will, man. We will. Thank you.